Alrighty. Hell yeah. Oh, our Zoom has been acting weird lately. I don't know why. I, maybe I should reinstall it or something. So if you're I look like... Second, you're the second Zoom I've been on where it's almost been like an 80s, like, Max Headroom video. Yeah. Like, I just see boxes across the top. Whoa. Yeah, if I look like that, my bad. But for some reason, it's been doing that the past couple times. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I finally broke the camera. Oh, dang. They've been telling me, they've been telling me I was going to do that for years. I'm just kidding. Bill. Oh, Bill. It's okay. I have the perfect face for radio. Shame you with silence. All right. All right. All right. Let's get started. How's okay. it going? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we are here today with comedian Kelly Zemeckis. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing great. I'm Hell stressed, yeah. but I'm great. Yeah, I mean, you know, stress is part of life, right? Welcome to yeah. uh, being a human. Component. Jeez. Oh, you're so motivational today. I know. I am very motivational today. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's a fun day. Projecting. Projecting. <laughs> I don't know. What you're talking about. I don't know. How's things going in Canada today, Kelly? Uh, today, today, uh, I, ha- I haven't checked in all across the country, uh, but we seem to be doing all right. Well, today, you're, a, you're uh, a Canadian correspondent for the day. I, I feel like, I feel like things are, things are, are, are celebratory being Chinese New Year today for, for those who celebrate. Uh, and we're, uh, we're listening with great, uh, interest and sadness about with what happened in LA, uh, last night, um, uh, there was a ah, just look. We're already stressed, Sam. We're already stressed. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, things are doing pretty okay. So so far, so good. <laughs> That's good. So far, so good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you uh were you born and raised in the Toronto area? Uh raised. I would I would say raised. Born uh Montreal. I'm I was born in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, but I came to Toronto when I was. I think my folks moved here when I was about eight. So I've, I've grown up here. I am no longer uh, allowed by my Quebec uh, family to say that I'm from there. Cause I've been in <laughs> Toronto for over 30 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you are native Toronto, Uh Yeah. I'm a Torontonian. Yeah. Nice. yeah. See, it's a thing. I didn't make it up. <laughs> it sounds like a giant. It does actually Toronto. does sound like a giant. You're right. <laughs> I think when you say Torontonian, it's the only time that uh, someone from here will pronounce the second T. Uh, otherwise, if you want to seem like you're a local and blend in with everyone, just call it Toronto. Like it's just spelled with a bunch of N's. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. You're from Toronto. You're from Toronto. That's good to know. <laughs> and I know, I do know that if I ever end up in Melbourne, Australia, I just say Melbourne. I do know oh, that as well. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I can I can keep up with I can pretend like I'm from places now. Sam can blend I can, in. I can blend in with the locals. <laughs> Sam Medina, he's from words, places. But Melbourne. <laughs> How's it? How you doing today here in Melbourne? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, what's it like for you growing up in Canada? I've never been to Canada. I'd imagine it's very cold there. Um, just how how did you enjoy growing up there? 
Yeah, I, I will, I, I will say, I think that, that, that idea that it's cold here is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've enjoyed doing Zoom comedy and sort of breaking these Canadian myths. As well <laughs> as can. Um, but this is a really big country. Like we are twice the size of America, not as much a population, but vastly bigger. So. Wow. Of the, of the, of the, uh, U.S. twice the size. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're this is a big big country. I have not yet been across all of it, but where I live in Toronto, um our weather's on par with like New York. So we get like super hot summers, kind of cold winters, but not always that cold. It it just sort of depends. Um but uh, it's it's a country I want to explore more of. I've you know, I've, 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 I'm enjoying my process of, I'm still growing up. Um, and I enjoy living here. It's a really beautiful place to live. Um, but I want to see more of this country, but they don't make it, uh, especially as an artist, really easy to, uh, to travel across this country. It's really expensive to travel within Canada and to see all these parts. And, you know, I, that sort of makes me sad because I feel like there's, there's way much, way more to see. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, I, I dig it, but I got to see more of it. I have not seen enough. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see some of it too. I do want to go travel up there and uh, like see Calgary where all my wrestling heroes are from all those fun places. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have flown over Calgary is of course, uh, in the province of Alberta. Uh, I've flown over the Rockies, uh, the Rocky Mountains. They're beautiful. I've been to BC, to British Columbia, uh, which is like just above Washington State. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a sight to see. I was, first time I flew over the Rockies, I was like, you could tell I was new on the plane because I just kept gasping like, oh my God, <laughs> that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, child? (laughs) (laughs) There's no mountains in Toronto, Um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty great to see There's just, there's just so much more to see, you know? Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's awesome. How did you, uh, how did you uh, start discovering stand-up comedy and kind of get a love for that? It's it's interesting. Like when I look at how my my career path uh, took me, which was you know for a good deal of my of my days was in uh, TV production. Um, when oh, I wow. think back to like what I gravitated to as a kid, and being a kid that was really raised in front of a TV, uh, because my parents are both in advertising, um, it was like another sibling. So I watched a lot of TV shows. Watched I I would like sneak you know, late at night to watch like SNL or like the Tonight Show or David Letterman, watched as much evening at the improv as I could. Like I was constantly uh, tuning into stuff like that, you know, in Living Color when I got a bit older. Yeah, Yeah, that's Um, a good show. Oh, such a good show. And it just, it was something I just truly, truly loved, but I never really put two and two together that that could be anything that I could do. Um. Because I grew up in a time where there, you know, weren't a ton of female stand-ups that I saw on TV. Mm-hmm. I certainly, as much as my parents supported my career path, 
never really spoke fondly of female comics, you know, aside from like Joan Rivers or Carol Burnett, they just weren't really into it. So I had no, uh, really no idea that that was like something that I could do. Um, but I got into comedy, uh, into, into a uh, sketch and improv, uh, back in the nineties when that was like really big in Toronto with, you know, kids in the hall as an example, like, oh, that's cool. And I, my first job at a comedy club when I was 17 was cleaning toilets. That was my start. (laughs) And within, I think about a year, I was one of the technical directors at the club. That is awesome. Yeah, that is really incredible. Wow. Yeah. So I, I really, I've always loved the nuts and bolts of a production seeing what the, you know, the lighting design is, seeing the crew put like the, the, you know, the rafters together. Just, I liked that part of helping a show come to life. Um, but I didn't start doing stand up. Uh, like I got into comedy when I was about 17, like I say, and it took about 20 years for me to get on a stage and tell a joke. Well, so. you were just involved in like the behind the scenes stuff for the first yeah. 20 years. Yeah, really on the periphery, really just being in it. But I I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like, I never gave, I don't think I ever gave myself permission until I was closer to 40 to try it. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you definitely, you definitely, you know, were helping to make it happen. Even though you weren't doing it. Um, How long did you work at the club? Uh, that club, when I joined them, I think they were in operation for about a year and a half uh, after I joined. Um, I don't remember exactly why the club closed. I don't know what the reasons behind it were, but the house troupe at the time uh, then started doing uh, sketch shows in other clubs in Toronto and they took me with them and then other people saw me and then took me yeah. on their show. And then, so you know, at the time there was a lot of like sketch fests and improv festivals that I was a part of. Um, one of our main networks had a, sh- had a show called Sketchcom and the troupe that I was with, you know, got a spot on this national show. And um, so, yeah, it was just uh yeah, it was like all, like all the signs were there, but I just never put two and two together. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's really fun. And you, you like the club wasn't there for very long, but long enough for you to kind of get your feet wet with it and get the experience mm-hmm. and just learn learn the ropes. Absolutely, because when I was uh, when I was a wee bit younger, um, I was probably about fifteen. I started volunteering at my local cable station. Um, and I was part of the crew and I was like, I think one of the only women, uh, there I was, you know, floor directing, cable pulling, setting up mics. I, I, I'm, I'm as much a techie as I am a creative type. Yeah. And a trailblazer too for women, women in television (laughs) in your area. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any fun experiences or stories that you remember uh, that time working at the club? Um, there, there were, there were many, um, I, my first weekend working there, uh, he, I think he had just, 
I think he had just been signed on to do SNL, but Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall was a guest, uh, a guest member of the troupe that weekend. So I got to spend a weekend with Mark McKinney, which was amazing. Um, and I, you know, it, that, that was really cool. That, that moment was really cool. Uh, getting to know, uh, a guy who, um, I know he's got a a pretty decent acting resume now and, and still does stand up. Uh, but a fellow named Sean Majumder, uh, who's Canadian, uh, he would hang out at that club a lot. And I got to know him, and then he became one of the youngest stand-ups uh, to headline this this series of clubs here called Yuck Yucks. Um, so I've known him since I was a teenager. I, Yeah, like moments like that were great. And then you have moments that were not so great, like the time the sewer backed up and me oh. and the... Uh, <laughs> And the other lighting uh, audio designer rather uh, went to the dollar store next door and bought a bunch of incense and then oh just God. tried to light a lot of patchouli uh, before the audience came in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've been there, you know, at the club and the, the sewer backs up and it just smells so bad. And, you know, we have all the doors open and everybody comes in. What's going on? Why does it smell like that in here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if patchouli was the best smell for a sewer backage, um, but... Uh, those were, those were good memories, you know, signing the wall on the last night of the club. Um, yeah. Having a horrible first set as a technician was a good memory. Um, uh, yeah, (laughs) it was, it was was a great place to play and get my feet wet and be downtown and feel like I was doing something really cool because I grew up in the suburbs. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely part of something that was really awesome. Yeah. Um, and you said that you have background in, in film and, and TV. I believe that you actually were uh, part of a project called What What No Responders Left Behind. Yeah. So I like I would consider myself a, a storyteller, you know, when introducing myself, like, yes, I do stand up, but I also make documentaries like no responders left behind. Um, and as much as my life has, you know, toes been dipped in waters of theater, because I've been a playwright or a TV production, um, I I had no uh I had no experience as a filmmaker prior prior to no responders. Um, but that was something that started uh the seed of it started in 2015. Um, I had been, uh, an avid viewer of the Daily Show and Jon Stewart's, uh, advocacy work about 9-11 first responders. And, uh, just had that good old traditional light bulb moment of, uh, seeing, seeing one of, uh, one of the times that Trevor Noah was hosting, John came back and did this, like, whole big repitch of what was happening with responders and, and, uh, um, that eventually led to my connecting with John Stewart and a whole bunch of 9-11 first responders um, and starting a documentary really seemingly out of nowhere, but all the pieces were in the right place. So it's a bit of an accidental thing that I stumbled upon. Um, it's so it's so hard to, to summarize that experience. Yeah. Um, but uh, for those who want to see it, it is streaming on Discovery Plus. Uh, so you can catch it there all over the world. Um, and basically along with a, a few friends of mine from here, up here in Canada, we just came down with our cameras and just told the story of 
essentially what happens to first responders post incident, you know, um, we tend to not check in on them or ask how they are doing and kind of take them, you know, they're not in our minds uh, when there's no crises occurring. Um, and these folks were just not being, being treated properly. So uh, yeah, that's like a, another, you know, notch on my storytelling belt is that <laughs> I've, I've done that. Um it's really wild where life has taken me, but I'm really kind of big on like, oh, let me follow my nose here. Let me try that here. I love that. Um, well, yeah, yet, that is incredible. Yet all the while I'm doing all these things in my head, I'm like, should I be doing this? Can I be doing this? <laughs> like the self-doubt that I keep to myself <laughs> is insane. It's insane how much I don't think... I'm good enough half the time. It's really warped. <laughs> I, I believe that. I believe that just because I, I feel like it resonates with me too. Like yeah. I have all the evidence that I can get through this thing. Every yeah. little like piece of uh, believe in yourself pops up into me, but there's still that one thing that goes like, but what if you can't? <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to find out. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love though, I love that um uh you kind of are able to spin things and I, I don't know if it's spinning, but I feel like more alchemizing uh the negativity into something that works for you. And I, I'm really excited to talk about this just because it's been amazing seeing how it's been flourishing, but your um, comedy career kind of had uh, taken a few hits with some online comments about uh, your your sets. Yes, you turned that into fucking gold. <laughs> I want you to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get get hip and post more reels. Um, I'm not on TikTok because I, I just said get hip, so I don't I don't do the TikTok. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to just put more stuff out there so folks can can know who I am. And I posted uh, what I will admit is not my best joke at all, um, but just a weird, funny story about a time I got hit on at a McDonald's. And um, <laughs> it it got a shit ton of views on Facebook, um, just bonkers views. And with that came a shit ton of really mean comments. Uh, it is amazing how mean people can be that they no. took the time to tell me that I'm a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> it's really wild. So I, I was with my boyfriend and I remember I got, I saw one comment in particular saying uh, just like, oh, this is another shitty female comic. And um I just looked at him. I was like, I need to put this on a shirt. I'm not, I'm not going to let this guy get away with this. I want to, I'm going to put this on something. And um, what I ended up doing uh, is I, I now have a very, very tiny merch line, but I have uh, coffee mugs, notebooks, and now bookmarks um, with uh, these comments that people have put on my Facebook Reels. And uh, what I do is I donate a uh, part of the proceeds between uh, 
uh, uh, an abortion assistance uh, group, uh, RAP is the name of it, Women's Reproductive Rights Assistant Project, and uh, Food Banks Canada. Uh, so I'm I'm taking um, I'm taking those lemons and I'm making lemonade for people yeah. and making making good out of it. Wow. I love that. I didn't know that at all. That's amazing. And for some reason, these, like, if you look at it, it's, I don't know if anybody else has this feeling, but like, when you look at it, the shitty comment almost becomes empowerment. I think it's, I think it has to. I mean, I certainly don't, don't have enough of an experience as to like, you know what super big celebrities must get um mm-hmm. uh, i i i i can't even imagine you know the little i got from that post what people have said on things far bigger than mine but i don't know i just decided to take it and do something good with it it does sort of make me very grateful that i um wasn't you know starting out my comedy career with social media cuz i think that would have stopped me in my tracks seeing too much of that i'm i'm at a place where i can see the humor in it and make something good out of it but that's hard to swallow when you're putting you know your stuff out there and someone's going wow you suck yeah it's true the fact that you were able to not only share your experience but you shared your response to it yeah, it mm-hmm. did suck, but I'm going to make something out of this. And then it sh- does show those people that are just starting out and just starting to put themselves out there. Yeah, people might be mean to you, but you can handle it with grace. Yeah. 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 yeah it it takes work. You know, it takes mm-hmm. work because I think I'm, you know, for, for as much as people can toss mean words at me, I'm far harder on myself than a lot of people mm-hmm. think. <laughs> Yeah. I was hoping that she taught me when I first started comedy, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Where, can, where can people find that, that merch if they want to find that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can go onto my Instagram uh, page, which is under the Latvian foodie. Um, or you can find me on Facebook under my name, Kelly Zemnikas. And just reach out. I'll let you know uh, what the combo packs our value-wise, uh, it's all in Canadian dollars, but we can figure it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I send that out to you. And uh, as of, uh, or for last year, which was my first year of doing it in 2022, I, I think between RAP and Food Banks Canada, uh, I donated a little over 400 a little over $400, which is pretty great. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Kudos to you. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. you should do like tiers, like okay, you get the mean package, the really mean package, <laughs> or the you like cry package. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, <laughs> you might cry. Can I get a you might cry, please? It's five dollars <laughs> extra. And you have to sign a waiver. That's what makes me so <laughs> sad. Oh That's like. <laughs> Well, uh, I like the handle, the Latvian foodie. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of foodie, uh, you have an amazing YouTube channel uh, called It'll Be Fine, a food show. Yeah, um, my YouTube channel, actually, just a slight correction. It's under my name. Kelly okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 
but <laughs> you can uh, you can find it'll be fine a food show uh on there um Athena, I've got to bake with you a couple of times on the show, and you do the beautiful graphics for my show, which are great. Um, that that is so much fun, and that is also the reason why I now work out five days a week. Oh, dang! <laughs> because, because you're eating so much for YouTube. <laughs> I'm exactly. I'm eating for YouTube. Uh, it's funny because like like a pregnant woman would say that you know I'm eating for two, but you're eating for YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, congratulations, I <laughs> uh, because 300 is about to come out for you, right? Yes, the 300th episode is going to air on January 31st. Um, and, uh, we, we made, uh, we made a, a savory dish for that one. Uh, I cooked alongside a great friend and comic from Chicago, uh, named Nick Lindemann. Uh, Nick has been on the show. This will be his seventh appearance. Um, Nick keeps weaseling his way back on the show, and I keep saying that. <laughs> we can weasel? <laughs> right? It's not weaseling. You but I think Nick, he's also... Like, How'd he's you already do it? How'd you weasel? <laughs> I got a weasel, too. How did that show come about? How did you like get the yeah. idea to do it, and you just uh, start, start doing it? This show, again, is just... You know, going back to like no responders was kind of like all the right timing. Um, this was, uh, okay. So in, in the fall of 2019, um, a group of Toronto comics put out this pitch that they were going to do a 24 hour comedy festival on something that I had never heard of called Twitch. Um, at the time I didn't know what Twitch was, but they were like, Hey, we're doing this thing on Twitch. Uh, does anybody want to do sketch or come do stand up? Uh, we're going to have a computer set up. You can do stand up uh, on our computer. And I said, why would I do that? Which is funny given how I met you two. Right. Um, <laughs> Who in the right mind would you stand up in front of a computer? Who would do that? <laughs> um, so I, I had had a couple of friends over. Uh, maybe like the night before I saw that Facebook post um, and uh, we were baking a cake and it wasn't working out. And I kept muttering, it'll be fine. And I thought that would be a dope name for a cooking show. Um, So then I see this post about this 24 hour thing. And I wrote in, I said, Hey, could I pitch uh, like a food thing where I bake with another comic? Maybe I'll call it. It'll be fine. And uh, it got accepted. Awesome. So I had an hour slot. We aired at six in the morning. Uh, our lead in was uh, two guys playing euchre. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, I had on a Toronto comic, Janice Israeloff, a uh, great comic, great friend. Uh, we did a, we did an apple pie dish. And uh, after I did it, I was like, that was really fun. Maybe I'll do it again. And I was doing it very like sporadically. You know, there was no consistency to when I uploaded. Uh, At the time, I had another friend editing it. And then um, when the when the city of Toronto shut down, I think I had banked about five episodes and uh, was editing them on my own, put them out. And I was like, how can I do this? without people being around me because we weren't allowed to have anybody. Tron was under a very, very strict lockdown. 
Uh, and I started doing it uh, virtually, which is how it's continued, both in person and virtually. So I started off uh, at the start of lockdown with, I think, 14 episodes. And then, yeah, we're about to hear episode 300. So, Wow, that's cr- that's crazy because like the name it'll be fine and the the way you do it on the zoom i thought it was a pandemic show made because of the pandemic but it was just actually uh before the pandemic and you just kind of tailored it to that that's incredible it just worked out yeah it just works for like the pandemic too it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine that's what i thought it was like we're all stuck at home let's make some comfort food because it'll be fine yeah that's kind of into though (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre how that's now kind of become kind of like my my brand of I am, you know, I mean, I've always been an anxious person. I had my first anxiety attack when I was nine. And I just learned to sort of like keep this face front of like, I've got this. But inside, I'm like, I'm melting. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah, a bit of an it'll be fine poster girl <laughs> <laughs> well you know you kept us all strong during the pandemic with that so that's super mm-hmm. fun yeah i know uh for a while i don't know if it still is but i know for a while uh the record of the most views was the tl devaney episode yeah. is that it still, still is. one yeah it is it is not at two thousand views yet but it's 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 getting out there he uh TL came on and we did a cereal milk pie. And I guess cereal milk is a very like niche hot thing. Oh, uh, wow. Cereal milk. Um, and I, I couldn't believe it, but I saw the view count just like, it's like, what is happening? So, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Where can that show be found? So when you go on uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, they allow you to feature a video at the top of the page, and that is that is the featured video. So um, access, yeah, yeah you can see it there. Access. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. And then she loved it. She was on it a couple times. She oh had a gosh, great time I with you. Super loved it. And then the last one that I was on uh, really resonated with the "It'll be fine" because. <laughs> My measuring cup had a the handle just it broke. Like, it was just like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I enjoy when she's on it too, though. Like, yeah, I don't want to. It was a lot. <laughs> I enjoy when she's on it too, though, because I get to uh, reap the benefits. Oh my gosh! Exactly, exactly. My you? parents, my parents love it because they get to taste. <laughs> the okay. Uh, the zucchini chocolate muffins were great, but this last one, the, the oh, chocolate banana yes. squares, you so let nice. it sit and like for some reason, each day it sits, it's still getting better and better. And like the last day we were just like savoring it because it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like the, the longer it set out, the more cakey it got. It was oh, really it was good. So delicious. It's a, yeah, it's a great little thing about baking. Like when you do that, like a pie or a, a loaf like that or a bread, you just let it be and it gets better. And it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be it just fine. gets better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that show, uh, especially during uh, the height of, of lockdown, um, uh, was such a solace for me because I, I, I'm someone who like, you know, pre-pandemic was hosting a lot of dinner parties. I love getting people together and blending, you know, oh, what food allergy do you have? And what do you have? And let me figure out how to make it work for everybody. 
Um, and I couldn't do that. And so that allowed me to like still make something, get to know someone, learn something new. And it was, it was such a, such a blessing. So, you know, now I'm just doing a lot of crunches, um, to compensate <laughs> for all those blessings. <laughs> do you have a, a favorite dish or a couple of favorite dishes you've made on that show? Um, oh my gosh. I, there, there have been certain things that I'm like, I would, I would marry, I would marry this dish. Um, <laughs> I just recently filmed uh, an episode with Susan Wolf, uh, comic out of California. Um, we made fudge, we made peanut butter fudge mm. and that thing. It's like, I've never done crack, but I'm assuming that's what that is like. Uh, whole Nelly. I was like, whoa. that was crazy um you know dishes like that um i've made uh i've made uh cookies with my friend paul hutchison um that you just want to snuggle and like like any i i am someone who will easily cry if i like a meal like i've i've like been in a restaurant being like this is amazing but i'm like (laughs) (laughs) So there's like certain foods I'm like, I would just cuddle you in a pillow and just, <laughs> you know, um, I love food. I love food. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. I, I agree. Food is the best. Um, do you have like a, a culinary favorite? Like, is there a cuisine that you like the most? Um, I really love Italian and I really love Indian. Mm, Indian. It's hard for me oh. to decide between those two. We gotta find a way to mix the two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, technically they like did in town. Tikka, tikka masala spaghetti. No, we have tikka masala pizza. Oh, we There's do. There's a pizzeria around here yeah. that combines two. They make like uh, Indian inspired Indian cuisine pizza. Pizzas. <laughs> it's strange. I think I have been told about this pizzeria. It's I think good. it was someone on Zoom talked to me about about that pizza that just sounds like something <laughs> it's i don't know good. I need to it's really it. good yeah i would think the crust would taste like a naan we had it before that's what i think i forgot I what it was exactly but we had it before oh we had the butter chicken one. Oh yeah we had a butter chicken pizza amazing oh my gosh stop i'm gonna uh, get all crazy about <laughs> do you have any other like uh like documentaries or videos or things like that that you that you have have on your belt um, I'm working, I'm working on a couple, a uh, couple of things now. I actually, uh, just for myself to see how many parts of making a film, uh, I could do. Um, I'm actually going to, uh, going to start a little doc about how we met and this whole virtual comedy scene and wow. how it really enlightened me to how, um, uh, inaccessible, uh, live performances, especially in a city like Toronto, and how this medium gave anybody of any body type or physicality the ability to do shows. So yeah. uh, that is something that will be out that I'll probably just upload onto my YouTube channel because it's just kind of a personal thing that I just want to put out there uh, into the world. And then um, I'm working on another doc uh, that I can't talk about, um, but... Um, but it's also about comedy and it's fancy because I got like 
funding for it. So oh, there's something coming. I just can't tell you. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> That's exciting though. Yeah. It is it's super it's super exciting and you know I like when I was younger and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life directing music videos was something that was super appealing to me. Wow. Um and then I got into college I'm like I am a terrible director. And I just got it in my head that I was a terrible director, a good producer, but not so much director. And now I'm directing. And now I have to like unravel that conversation. I told myself for so many years of like, you can do this. You can do this. So like, you know, God bless my boyfriend and my co-producer who are having to deal with texts for me going, should I be doing this? (laughs) (laughs) It's cool though, because like you tackle things in layers almost, right? Yeah. You were behind the scenes for so long before you did comedy, and now you produced for so long before you started doing directing. Yeah, yeah. I I remember once I had a boss uh, who said that it was a TV show I worked on, and he said that he really admired how I got into, like, all the parts of a production. And he said, what you ultimately end up doing is just going to make you better at that because you know how all the pieces work and fit. And, you know... New things are scary, but they can be really fun, you know? And even if they're really bad, hopefully some kind of learning comes out of it. But if it's really fun, uh, you know, right now I'm like, I'm never directing again. But by the time (laughs) I finish this, I'll be like, bring it on. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's amazing. So, yeah, I just, yeah. I love that I, I have uh, have a chance to, to try things, um, which is really fun, you know, so. And the more um, aspects of it you, you get that. into. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I so said the more aspects of it you get into, the more valuable you are because you can almost yeah. do anything at that point. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm fortunate that I'm just where my life is. I'm able to do that. I realize that. A lot of people may think, oh, you know, I've got these big dreams, but I've got to take care of the house and the mortgage and the kids and this. And I kind of, you know, I do believe that what you, what's meant for you is going to find you. Like you'll find a way to do what you want to be doing to some degree. But I realize I, I am, I am most fortunate that I get to do this, uh, for my days, you know, so that's, that's where I realize how lucky I am. I'm I'm stressed out beyond belief, but I realize how lucky. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Are you currently working in TV, or are you more like doing like freelance stuff? Um, I I am still in television. Um, on on occasion, I get the good fortune of joining a writer's room and working on a show, which is great. Um, I would love for that to happen more. Um, but for the most part, uh, I work in post-production, uh, doing a job called transcribing. Um, so typing out interviews and assisting with closed captioning and doing, doing all that stuff on the back end, like a a job that nobody thinks a human still does, but, uh, (laughs) you know, voice, voice to text software doesn't do everything that I do. So (laughs) (laughs) I still can do this better than the robots. So. Oh my gosh. And that's so funny because last time we were on a Zoom mic together, there was a big joke about you taking notes about what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're transcribing <laughs> our, our Zoom mic. <laughs> that's, I get paid. I get paid to watch TV. Um, Fun. And uh, 
you know, some shows are are more interesting than others, but, uh, but yeah, I get, you know, I get to see, I get to see a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that never goes to air. Um, and yeah, it's a weird little job. I don't think people realize how hard it is to make even like the dumbest of TV shows. Um, people really work their ass off. <laughs> really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Even the dumbest of TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, there's I think, people putting in hard days. <laughs> so. It's it's been really. Uh, I know that for me personally, um, a lot of the people that I follow on Facebook, including you, I get inspiration from a lot of you guys. And um, one of the things that really inspire me about you is that you are authentic where you're at, where you say, yes, I'm going to try this new thing. I'm kind of scared in the process of it. I I kind of have that, you know, maybe a little bit of self-doubt, but this is the real authentic me. And I know that I am going to block those self-doubts whenever they come up, whenever I can. I'm going to do my best doing whatever I can because in the reality of things, I can do this. I know that I can do this. And that's what's inspiring to me, that you are authentic in saying, no, no negative talk brain. That's not true. I'm amazing. (laughs) I love that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that because I you know, I'll come across posts that our friends make talking about toxic positivity. And I'm like, is that directed at me? You know, like when you see something <laughs> online and you're like, did they look at my page? And they're like, no, no, <laughs> um, everything's shit. <laughs> but but I, I try, I genuinely do try to see what good I can find in in the crap. You know, mm-hmm. what, what gems, what gems are there? Is it just that I'm still here? Uh, is it just that I got to brush my teeth with some clean water? Like I am that gratitude journal person. Like that is me. Um, and, and, and I appreciate that because a lot of, a lot of those posts are for me to tell myself, like, you got this. We're going to miss mm-hmm. It's not this ain't always fun or easy, but we're going to look at this this way today. Um, so I, 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 I respect that people to some, it drives them nuts, (laughs) 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 but that's just, I don't know. I've, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot. There's a lot of personal stuff that I don't put out there that nobody knows I am dealing with. Uh, there's, you know, been a hefty amount of, of, you know, loss in my life at a fairly young age. So I just kind of choose to, you know, just like I woke up today. That's a good start. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, when people kind of do the toxic positivity thing, I think it's more geared to people who uh, don't have the balance because you can't constantly be positive. There's, no possible way you will like self-destruct because it's not balanced. And, um, and I also think that when people see those messages, it's kind of like, 
when they read it in their mind, they're not on that wavelength. So it's kind of like an annoying sound in their ear. But when they get on that level, they're going to appreciate that message. And I love that you post those because I do too. And I find in a weird, kooky way that they always come up a year, two years later in my memories, my Facebook memories, right when I need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool part when that stuff boomerangs back. Um, I, I have yet to find an inspirational post of mine come back like that. But what I do have a lot of are like sandwiches. A lot of sandwich posts come back in my memories. Um, which are happy times. I remember those sandwiches. Um, <laughs> it's always good when a, a good meal pops up in your Facebook Hell memories. Yeah. Like, and oh, you're I like, you remember this? <laughs> I always, there's this one picture I have of this just big chicken breast that just looks delicious. And I'm like, I want you to make this again. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole process of like taking pictures of food always like makes me laugh because like I do it all the time now. Me I do too. it all the time. Yeah. And I want to know, and... experience what I'm experiencing. <laughs> I love looking at and other people's like, food pictures all the time. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's like, you know, if, my, if I talk to like my 14 year old self, she'd be like, are you okay? Like, what? Yeah. What are all these pictures we're developing? What? Yeah. You may say to your 14 year old self, uh, I'm okay because I get paid to watch TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, all right, yeah, you're good. <laughs> uh, some people pray before they eat. I take pictures of my food. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> it's a good food journal. It is a good food journal. It is the mm-hmm. like like those messages that like she talks about how you know one or two years later they pop up on your Facebook feed and it's almost like you're talking to your you know your past self is talking to your current day self. Yeah. 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 Which, which I, I need, I mean, being isolated for, for, a, you know, a couple of years was, oh, I started yeah. going to therapy. There was a lot of like, let's deal with things for me. I just, you know, tried to do it that way. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of self-encouragement. I was with a friend yesterday. We went for breakfast and I was talking about my stresses about the film and she was like, have you met you? <laughs> like you got this like, okay. she says it'll be fine <laughs> so uh we talked about like the transition of your of your show of your youtube show during the pandemic but what about your tr- tradition uh transition that's what i'm trying to say uh for your comedy when the pandemic hit um i i would have to say that i had this sounds so bizarre, but had the virtual comedy scene not come along, I don't know if I would have kept doing stand-up. I think it would have been like, okay, I got I got four years to do that. All right, I'm done. I didn't like where I was as a comic. I really didn't. I felt really stuck. And I took a lot of virtual classes. Um, I did a lot of virtual shows and I still do a lot of shows, but not to the pace that we were doing back in yeah, 2020, same. but, but all of that stuff got me writing a lot more, a lot, a lot more. And because of the technical glitches of this medium, 
it worked uh for me it was a good work on of slowing down my speech um because when i listen back to the sets i did prior i was talking really fast i was chewing the punchline and this just got me to like chill and just work on my enunciation slow it down take my time so i'm i i think this made me better at what i do um and I don't know, I don't know if I would have taken the time to work on that had this experience not come about. And that's really weird to think about, you know, <laughs> um, but it, it, I, I, I feel like I've got a better confidence in, in myself and my jokes and a better sense of what my voice is. Um Yeah. Cause it was just a lot of just doing like, Oh, let's do six shows today. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, those days were just, those were crazy. It was super fun though. Learning time zones. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Having to learn time zones. It's funny because previous to the pandemic time zones are pretty irrelevant in comedy because it's just whatever your local time zone is, you know, but now it's like, Oh, it's at six, but is it six centrals at six Pacific? Right. right. You know, and and like now we have the beauty of, oh, if, you know, you guys come up to Toronto or if I go to like Albuquerque or Tokyo, I know people at clubs there. Yeah. So that's a comic. Mm-hmm. All this road work got taken care of, which I think is just worth its weight in gold. You know, this, yeah. um, I, I think this medium is heavily favored in like the writing and the working on the craft rather than the performance of it so getting back on stage those first few shows i had to find my sea legs again you know it was weird to hold a mic stand i was like what the (laughs) hell (laughs) i have to stand up and do this what do you mean (laughs) you know um I, I think my first set, no, I know I did. I wore shorts, which I would never do for a show. Like, that's just me. It's like, eh, don't do it. Uh, but I wore shorts because I wasn't thinking. Um, so I was just so excited. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I had to sort of learn how to stand up in front of people again. But, um, but certainly better at what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up for online comedy. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it is. It was crazy though because you said um, that you probably, you know, if it wasn't for the Zoom comedy, you might have quit stand up. And for me, it was the opposite because we took uh, almost four years off of stand up, and then we got back into it about eight months before the pandemic hit. And I, I mean. and I honestly think that if we were not doing it at the time. If we would have still in a hiatus, I would not have got into the comedy online scene. Wow. Interesting. It's timing. It it is. Is. About it yeah, I didn't I, I was didn't want to do it at first. None <laughs> yeah. of us wanted to do it. I don't it at think first. anybody really wanted to <laughs> at first. Everybody yeah. we spoke to was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> All right, yeah. I guess I'll try. No. It. <laughs> it's so wild. Like it's most certainly this is not stand up in a club absolutely (laughs) but you can't think of it the same but that just you know and it's not to this is very much like you know preparing for being on tv and like standing in your place and like not not moving around it's a different it's a different beast and you know um that's fine 
if you don't dig it. And I still like doing it because it, you know, the other night I was working on something for my new film and I wanted to like get some reps in. So I went on a virtual show and I got to do that and I got to do my work and it was like, oh, this is great. Cause I just wanted to get some words out. Um, right. Yeah. It's uh what's that song? Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> so <laughs> That's your theme song. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you no, know, it's good though. Like, cause sometimes you just have to like get a joke out. You have to say it in front of a couple other people to just know how you want to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to, you know, to the, the, the point that someone may make of like, Oh, you get no reaction when you do it virtually. It's like, well, Oh, you've been in a club where everything kills. Like, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've done some zoom shows, bigger reactions than some bark, you know, some bar shows that I've done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a show the other night and it was like, just can we can I just go like (laughs) none of us are enjoying this (laughs) the best is when you tell a joke and then you hear just pool balls hitting (laughs) oh my god it is such it's the weirdest thing you know this is real stand-up nobody pays attention in real life either (laughs) oh yeah it's pretty funny How's life for you now? Now you guys are open more. You're going. You're doing more stuff. Uh, how's how's life out there now in comedy? There is uh, there is a plethora of shows now. Um, I think it's still just as hard to get stage time here. Toronto Toronto's a tough uh, a tough city to sort of make a name. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like got the 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 work that it would take in New York. And I go to New York city a lot for standup. Um, but you to, to find a name in one of the big clubs, uh, it, it's not that easy. Um, and the other thing about Toronto, there are, as I say, a plethora of shows, but getting audience out here is tough. Like getting audience out to the bar shows a lot harder than like absolute comedy. Folks here like going to like the club and getting the whole experience. It's, it's harder at a bar show. It's going to be a lot more comics than, than there will be audience. So it's a city where you gotta, you gotta work, you know, you do, you do have to, to put the work in here. Um, But it's, it's nice to see the plethora of shows that are out there, which is great because there's a lot of options, you know, there's a lot of options and places to go and things to try and, and hopefully Toronto will start to have shows at venues where anybody can go to them. Um, for me, I've started a, a monthly show that will be back in February uh, called Comedy on the Avenue. It's at a, a pub in Toronto called Imperial Pub. Uh, that's fully wheelchair accessible. And that's oh, yeah. not the norm here. That's not the norm here at all. Wow. Um, I want to take what I learned over Zoom and like put that to use in Toronto and only do shows where anybody can attend or perform at. I don't, I don't want to do anything else. Cause I feel like that'll take what, you know, the good lessons I learned doing stuff virtually and just like shooting them out the window. So, you know, yeah, that's incredible. That's trying awesome. to do good things guys i love it <laughs> that's i awesome. love it but it's also it's like you're doing good things 
but it's there are things that also help you by like growing certain parts of your perspective and you know it's just so cool I love that that kind of like you know you're you're making magic and I love it I love it (laughs) making comedy magic hell yeah I know you talked about a few uh, documentaries you're working on, but do you have anything else in the works? Any projects? Anything like that? Yeah, um, I'm I'm writing a book of essays. Yay! So I'm gonna have a book out at wow. some point, whether I self-publish it or I'm fortunate enough to find somebody who wants to publish it. I uh, there's a there's a Toronto comic who I've known since I was a teenager when I was doing tech at clubs. Uh, her name's Elvira Kurt, and she's fabulous. Uh, we were doing a show together in, uh, I think it was in 2020. Um, and, uh, or, or maybe sometime in 2021. I can't remember, but, uh, we did a show and she was on the bill. And after I finished my set, she was like, your life is so popcorny. Um, I would read your book. Yes. And I took that as a really big badge of honor coming from her. So I'm taking my jokes, which are, I'm kind of more of a longer form storytelling style comic and I'm just expanding on what that bit is actually about. And I'm just collecting a bunch of essays and I'm going to put it in a book and I've got a title, but I'm not going to tell you. And, uh, <laughs> well, um, right. but yeah, that's, wait, can I guess though? Is it your title? The big book of essays? Oh my goodness. Nope. Oh, so close. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's really awesome. Hey, Kelly. Oh, yeah. um, and yeah. I just, I just wanted something. to say real quick, um, if you are listening to this and you're very curious, um, Kelly actually has a blog and you could get a little taste of her writing style and see if you, you want to dig oh. deeper on that. Um, yeah. You want to announce your blog? Yeah, you can head over to my Instagram page. There's a link to my link tree, uh, which basically Ooh. acts as my website. Um, and, uh, my blog is called marriage and the single girl. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a title from a TV series I pitched and got very close to making something happen with it. And then it didn't, but I kept the title and, uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I love it. It's really fun to read and I do love your writing style. So I'm looking forward to the essay book. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before we get out of here, uh, one more thing. Um, maybe if you can manifest a couple of things, what are some things that you haven't done yet that you would like to do, whether in comedy or in television? Oh, I want my own show on the Food Network. Ooh. I want that so bad. I would love to have a cooking show. Um, so I'm putting that out into the world. And I also, I've got it on my vision board because, yeah, I'm a girl with a vision board. Of course I am. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I want to uh, I want to write for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Oh, Ooh. that'd be incredible. Heck yeah. So those are things on there. I love it. <laughs> that yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. It's been super fun talking to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You want to plug your social media before we get out of here? No. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, under Kelly Zemnikis or on Facebook, Kelly Zemnikis. Uh, and then on Instagram, I am the Latvian foodie, L-A-T-V-I-A-N foodie. Awesome. You can find me across the board at Funky Sam Medina. And I'm at She Shines for You, all spelled out. 
and uh, Athena Rodriguez Comedy on Facebook. And everything else we do is at Hypothetical Comedy. Well, yeah, thank you so much, Kelly. It's been super fun talking to you. Yeah, that was great. Guys. <laughs>